0: There is that connection for buyers who go to that site and see, oh, wow, this merchant is offering carbon neutral shipping. And then maybe they're looking for the same product and they go elsewhere and they're not. Is that going to be a factor that brings that buyer back as a repeat customer? We hope so.
1: It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. I've got some very exciting news to share with you right now. You are all listening carbon guilt free. What on earth does that mean? I <laughs> hear you cry. Well, the e commerce master plan podcast is now a carbon poditive podcast podcast, which means the awesome team at Carbon Positive have calculated the carbon used in every step of our production process, the distribution we do, and the carbon you're using right now to listen to the show. And then what we've done is we've bought enough carbon credits to more than offset. So we're over offsetting by about 20%. And that means... We've accounted for any errors we may have made in the calculations. And it means, more importantly, that you can listen to this episode and every single one of our past episodes and future episodes, including those on our other podcasts. You can listen to all of it carbon guilt free. So binge away, my lovelies, binge away. In this episode, we're going to celebrate our new carbon-positive status by getting into carbon offsetting and being a carbon-positive brand with Shopify's very own Head of Sustainability. Yes, we've got a guest from Shopify on the show. Stacy is going to be sharing all sorts of insights into how you can make your brand more sustainable whether you're on Shopify or not, and how that's gonna help you build stronger relationships with your customers. Plus, we'll be getting into why carbon offsetting and carbon capture are crucial to the future too. Please listen to the end of the episode so you don't miss out on Stacey's top tips, which are brilliant, quite frankly, and my own take on this episode. Are you tying up capital with goods that take months to arrive? Let Trade pay your supplier invoices for you and then pay them back up to four months later. No security, no dilution, no more cash flow headaches. Pay only a transparent flat fee with each financed invoice. Learn more or apply to see if Trade can help your business grow at ecmp.info forward slash trade. That's ecmp.info forward slash T-R-E-Y-D. So that's trade spelt T-R-E-Y-D. And now to introduce our guest expert, Stacey Kalk is the Head of Sustainability at Shopify. Having been working in sustainability since 2014, Stacey's been leading the charge at Shopify since January 2020. There, her role is to ensure the businesses using Shopify's platform, the shoppers that purchase from a Shopify merchant, and climate entrepreneurs globally are working together in the fight against climate change. Hello, Stacey.
0: Hi, Chloe. How are
1: you? I'm good. It's lovely to have you here joining us. How did you end up working in e-commerce?
0: Oh, my goodness. That's quite a question because... You know, my background, I'm an environmental engineer, so I started doing engineering design work for a variety of different industrial sectors like oil and gas and large infrastructure projects, and so that's sort of my background, but then I started moving into government work because I wanted to use my skills to protect the environment. So I worked in the Department of the Environment for the Canadian government for a while, and started to realize that we needed to move as fast as possible to solve climate change. And I felt like with the international negotiations under the Paris Agreement that were happening, you know, a lot of these things are consensus-based decision-making, which takes a lot of time. And I was getting this, like, angst inside me that we're not going fast enough. I need to move faster on this. And there was sort of a series of coincidences that led me to discover that Shopify had launched a sustainability fund back in the fall of 2019 and had committed to spending $5 million every year on the most promising solutions out there. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I like, you know, technology and different kinds of solutions. But then as I got to know Shopify and the company and the people and the mission, I realized that the opportunity to drive change through our platform and our ecosystem was almost never-ending. Like, we have millions of merchants using Shopify in over 175 countries. If I'm able to remove friction and help them do more climate-conscious commerce, well, then perhaps we can change the world, right? So that's what drove me into e-commerce and to work at Shopify you know, the entrepreneurship company leading the way for the future of commerce.
1: I love that we are speaking very similar languages, um, Stacey. I'm I'm also on a mission to hopefully do something good for the planet by inspiring the exact same audience to do better. Unfortunately, I don't have much impact in helping them, in making it easier for them other than knowledge. So it's awesome to have, have you on who can help them. So let's start off with, I guess, how Shopify are helping brands to become more climate conscious, why Shopify sellers should become more climate conscious, given you're trying to persuade them to do all of this, where do you generally start those conversations with them?
0: You know, the the first place to start is to think about that connectivity between a merchant and their buyer, right? You want to build a strong relationship, you want to deliver what your buyers want, and you want your buyers to come back, you want repeat customers, and you want to retain them. And, you know, One of the things that we've seen recently, we put out a report, it's called Conscious Commerce, and we've seen that consumers and retailers globally are becoming more and more committed to making climate conscious decisions. And one of the stats that I found super interesting was that 62% of consumers won't compromise on sustainability, even during economics uncertainty. So, so what that means is that the buyers that do care about sustainability and about making good shopping decisions when it comes to aligning with their values, they're willing to pay more and they're willing to come back and they're willing to put in more effort to find those products and those brands that align with their values. So when buyers want to vote with their wallets there's an incentive there for a brand or a merchant to connect with those consumers and give them what they're looking for in terms of sustainable products. And so when we are looking at the future of commerce, sustainability is now becoming intrinsic or very much mission aligned with company success. And the biggest barrier to sustainability is cost. But perhaps if you're able to find really great ways to provide a more sustainable offering or provide better connection to your buyers, that that increase in sales will offset that that additional cost. It's about finding, you know, your 1000 biggest fans, right? Oh, completely.
1: And I think that stat about the 62% who won't compromise on sustainability when they're making their, their buying decisions it really illustrates that behaviour we're all seeing through 2023 and the tail end of 2020, where there's economic stress, call it recession, call it downturn, whatever you want to use as the words, I'm not arguing with the economist. But, you know, there's definitely a squeezing of the wallets. But yet at the same time, we're seeing almost a boom in consumer desire for sustainable products and sustainable information and for making these better choices. I think there is that cost element that stops brands. I think there's also just not knowing where to start and not knowing how to tackle it that brands find, find so difficult and then, you know, kind of the desire to try and be perfect straight away, which, of course, is nigh on impossible. As one of the Shopify team, you are they're helping brands solve problems all the time. How are you helping them become more
0: sustainable? So there's so many elements to your question there. I mean, (laughs) first off, I think it's really important to call out that nothing is is perfect when it comes to sustainability or climate action, because there's always trade-offs when it comes to the environment. A silver bullet doesn't exist. If you're able to fix one element, you likely can't address the other components. Like if you reduce waste, perhaps there's another issue that arises because you've chosen to tackle that, like water usage, for example. What we need to do is realize first, yeah, we're not perfect, we're human beings, we're gonna do the best we can, but what is the most impactful thing that you can do? What is the best change that you can make to your product or your approach or your strategy that's going to have the biggest impact? And this will be unique to every brand and it'll be unique to every company. And so that also applies to Shopify when we're thinking about our merchants. What are we uniquely positioned to do that will have the biggest impact that we can uniquely do for our merchants around the world? And so what do most of them have in common? The answer to that is they all ship things around the world, right? And on our platform, we're able to to offer, because we have data, we have shipping data, because the platform's tracking the orders and everything's moving around, we know um, when packages are going from point A to point B. And what that means is we have that specific ability to understand what the emissions are with shipping that package. And so what we've decided to do is recently... I guess it would have been last year in June 2022, we launched an app, a plug-in to our platform called Planet. And what Planet does is it estimates the emissions from shipping every order that's placed on a merchant's store. So that's one side. You can understand your emissions, which means you can also choose better options in terms of slower shipping, for example, like overnight air delivery, is very carbon intensive compared to something that takes 10 days and can go by less carbon intensive transportation methods. So that's one side of the equation. Now, what do you do about all of those emissions? It's great. You've got the number, but you want to do something about them. And so the other side of planet is we curate uh, carbon credits that our merchants have access to, to allocate them against and to address the emissions from shipping every order on the planet. So the product feature from the planet app is carbon neutral shipping. So a merchant on their store can say, we offer carbon neutral shipping at no extra cost to you, for example. And then on the back end in the admin, they see the emissions from every order and then they see the carbon removal projects that have been supported to remove those emissions from the atmosphere to provide carbon neutral shipping. And so what that does for, you know, small and medium brands is it gives them access to carbon credits that they can trust because they're the exact same carbon credits that Shopify uses for their own business, for our business. And it also takes the complexity out of gathering all the data and crunching all the numbers to determine what your emissions are. So when I think about my quest to try to use commerce for good and to build a sustainable future. This is a perfect example of removing friction on our platform.
1: I love the fact you've got to tackle one of those biggest things in e-commerce, <laughs> the moving of stuff from A to B to Z to Z, to Z to Z to C to wherever else we're sending it. But I think it also speaks to something which I, I often find in the sustainability space, which is, or the you know, the climate conscious space, which is if you're finding something difficult, someone has probably solved the problem for you you know there's no reason for any brand to be trying to work out the carbon footprint of their deliveries because you guys have created the app to do it for them there's no need for them to be you know going but is this tree planting project better than this tree planting project no, because there's people who are far better qualified than me and most merchants to work that out. You know, They also don't need to go down and buy a field and start planting their own trees. People have done that workload for them. So you, know, you can simplify it so much. But the other thing I really love about it is something we talk about a lot here is that impact we have by making customers think about what they're doing. So if they're seeing in your checkout, this is a carbon-free delivery, Go, or a carbon positive delivery or you know carbon offset delivery they're going oh i never that had never occurred to me isn't that brilliant and it just it's all those little reminders we get to that that start changing consumer behavior so i think it's something which can
0: impact in lots of ways have you seen the app become very popular since you launched it yeah i mean we're really excited about the adoption and we recognize there's a long way to go but we've neutralized the emissions from shipping more than 7 million orders And that totals more than six thousand tons of carbon removed from the atmosphere as a result of the app, which is really exciting, because you know there is that connection for buyers who go to that site and see, oh wow, this merchant is offering carbon neutral shipping, and then maybe they're looking for the same product and they go elsewhere and they're not. Is that going to be a factor that brings that buyer back as a repeat customer? We hope so, but that's what's really exciting. But then on the backside we're surfacing information about the carbon removal projects that are being supported by the merchant using the Planet app. And, you know, it's exciting because it goes beyond tree planting projects. We're talking about things like direct air capture, things like biochar, which is, you know, you take the carbon that's been captured through photosynthesis and then you process that and you come out with a soil amendment that can then replace fertilizer, which is a very carbon-intensive product and also quite harmful to waterways and ecosystems. And so you our merchants are able to support this big range of projects as well as ocean-based projects. And what we're able to do is surface the insights and successes from those projects that then merchants can share with their buyers. So the buyers understand that a purchase from this merchant means I'm supporting these kinds of projects and I'm actually being impactful with my purchase. I bought sneakers or a bag or some jewelry, but I also bought from a merchant that's supporting these very important projects. And I think what's important to see about this is that we're supporting climate entrepreneurs. So a lot of these companies and projects are very early stage, super promising, but they don't um, necessarily have a lot of buyers. And you know these are projects that are not accessible on the open market. You can't just go to a website and buy these carbon credits they're exclusive. And so because of that, we're giving access to these very impactful projects early on, which then creates this wonderful flywheel where these projects get the support from our merchants that they need to be successful. Then they can grow and scale and become available to everyone. So it's this kickstarting of carbon removal projects that makes carbon neutral shipping way more catalytic than just buying a carbon offset right oh completely
1: it's you know the with any offsetting the the key thing is what you're using to do the offsetting which is why you know i don't think anyone should be personally trying to work out what the right decision is you have to go with with someone who's already done all that hard work for you and i I love the multiple layers of of how this um this app and that process works but the, the whole carbon removal piece and offsetting can be seen as being a bit controversial it's fair to say shopify are definitely behind it as a platform i am not not anywhere near against it i'm behind behind the idea as well because fundamentally i mean basically there's Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Stacey, because you understand this far better than I do. But fundamentally, there's too much carbon out there at the moment anyway. So however much we reduce, we've still got to do some removal. But Shopify is doing some things far bigger than just the, the Planet app around this. So can you tell us a bit about that as well,
0: please? Definitely. And I think, you know, first and foremost, we must reduce our emissions. We must find ways to scale and grow the electricity grid in a decarbonized way we need to find alternative fuels to support so that we can eventually phase out fossil based approach to life right and so we definitely have to do that and that's important for educate you know education and understanding emissions and understanding all of the day to day choices you can make that reduce your emissions and your footprint but on the other side like you said Chloe you know we've already been emitting carbon for 200 years, and we've now gone past the point of the optimum amount in our atmosphere. So even if we stopped emitting today, we still need to go out and remove historical remi- emissions from the atmosphere. And so what carbon removal is all about, it's about different projects and solutions that capture carbon dioxide from the air and then lock it away and store it for longer periods of time. And then what that'll do is hopefully, as we stop our emissions, this'll draw down the historical carbon. And so that's the theory behind why Shopify decided to get involved with kickstarting carbon removal. And so, you know, that was the thing that got me interested in joining Shopify in 2019 was this launch of our sustainability fund. And so since 2019... We've committed more than $33 million through the fund, and this goes to, I believe, 28 companies, and there are a huge range of technologies. And the reason we pick these companies is we want them to be a meaningful part of the solution, you know, down the road, 2030, 2035, 2040. This is not about carbon offsetting today. This is about building for the long term. And so to scale a developing industry, significant investment is needed. And what we've seen since we launched our fund is some of our companies have begun to scale. They've come online with projects. And, you know, one of the companies, I'll kind of run through a few examples here, Carbon Engineering, we were their first customer and we purchased 10,000 tons of direct air capture carbon removal. And, you know, that's not a lot because it's a small amount compared to some of the sizes of corporate footprints that are out there. But what's really exciting is that because we were a first purchaser, other people were like, oh, that's interesting. I need to learn about that company. I need to learn about their process. How does this fit into our sustainability strategy? And we have actually now seen big follow-on purchases by companies like Airbus and BMO. So that's the part of our fund that's exciting is we want to shine a light on promising technologies so that others will join us and so we've seen that happen with many other companies.
1: It strikes me Stacy that that's kind of like the most full-on carbon shadow that anyone could create is going we're going to buy 10 10 tons of carbon removal off you and everyone else goes oh shopify have invested oh we better get on that. I mean the carbon shadow impact of that for shopify is, is nigh on incalculable but but vast which is a i guess a, a very cool thing of, for
0: you in particular being behind this fund is seeing that impact it was it was it was shocking actually because when when we made that purchase specifically it was like well let's see what happens no one's ever bought this before and it took a while i believe we were the largest purchaser of direct air capture globally like worldwide as a company for almost a year before somebody else ended up buying more than us. And then, you know, you think you'd be sad when you're not number one anymore, but like we were not number one and it was (laughs) party time because that meant it worked because we don't want to be number one. We want to go first to help shine a light on a solution or a technology or a company, but we know we're successful when everybody else joins us and we've picked something that will be impactful that people can see being part of the solution down the road. Brilliant. And can you, have you got, can you tell us about one or two others of those, those very cool projects? Sure. So I'll flip the script and go away from Director Capture. Director Capture is very much like carbon-sucking machines, these big fans, equipment, and talk about an ocean-based solution. So there's a company called Running Tide. And what they do is they grow kelp and they float it out into the North Atlantic Ocean, where once it gets big enough, it gets too heavy, and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And so what they do is they set them on these buoys on a track so that they're over the biggest, deepest part of the ocean, so that when this kelp sinks... It actually locks away that biomass that has been growing and sucking up carbon dioxide as it grows through photosynthesis. It sinks it to the bottom of the ocean where it, in theory, should lock it away for thousands of years. And so this company, we were their first customer as well, and we've bought over 4,000 tons from them. And now they've expanded their operations to Iceland and they're conducting more research So that they can confirm that, in fact, this solution will store carbon dioxide in that biomass at the bottom of the ocean safely, number one. We don't want to see any ecosystem impacts to the ocean, of course. And number two, that it's going to stay down there and not come back up and re-release to the atmosphere. So, you know, what's interesting about this one, and it's not so much about having follow-on buyers, like that's important. But what's important about this one is that they get an opportunity to do the research to confirm that this is in fact safe and to confirm that it works. And if it is safe and it does work, what is so wild about this is the scale that you can do this at. It's not expensive to grow seaweed kelp, right? That's pretty cheap. And you don't have to use electricity to run this carbon removal project. You just let the buoys go out in the ocean, grow, and then sink to the bottom. It's almost a passive system, right? And what it does is that means it's highly scalable. It's going to be very low cost, very cost effective if in fact it works. And then we'll be able to do more of it to a point that obviously we're not harming the ocean. There's going to be limits on how much we can do, but the ocean is such an amazing part of solving the climate crisis because it's vast. It has huge capacity and we don't live there and we don't use it for farming. And this is why an ocean-based solution can be way superior to a tree planting solution, right? Because if you reforested the whole world We still wouldn't solve climate, but we'd have no agricultural fields and nowhere to live. So we need other solutions in the mix. And the ocean is a really exciting opportunity.
1: E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Are you looking for ways to incorporate SMS and MMS into your marketing strategy? Well, you should be. A great way to do it is to add marketing text to your current campaigns. And with wildly successful transaction rates up to 481% higher, birthday offers are a good place to start. Send customers a birthday offer to the channel that's almost always at hand, their mobile device. And if they don't make a purchase, send a follow-up text in two days' time so your message doesn't get overlooked. Get more campaign ideas and see how AI-powered marketing automation is changing e-commerce at ecmp.info forward slash bloomreach. That's ecmp.info slash b-l-o-o-m-r-e-a-c-h. Learn more with Bloomreach. Visit ecmp.info forward slash bloomreach today. Competition in e-commerce is complex and growing your business can be challenging. That's why I would like to introduce you to Pricing, competitor price tracking and dynamic pricing optimization software for e-commerce merchants. You can monitor your competitors price moves from a single dashboard and import all your products with a single click. You'll be able to track prices and make price comparisons from any website, marketplace or sales channel, like Google Shopping and Amazon. Pricing's dynamic pricing app sets prices automatically to improve profit margins whenever market prices or stock availabilities change. Track unlimited competitors and increase your profit margins. Start a free trial now and get 50% off your first three months. Sign up now at ecmp.info forward slash pricing. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan info forward slash. P-R-I-S-Y-N-C. It's time for the Top Tips round. Okay, after those truly inspiring examples from Stacey there, and I hope anyone who's using Shopify for the, and, and listening to this has got a little bit of a warm, fuzzy glow going on because you using Shopify is part of what's enabled that fund to do those awesome things Stacey was just telling us about. But whilst we all feel warm and fuzzy and rather cool about all of that, We need to do the top tips round, a section that I love because it gives me and all of you some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Stacey, are you ready for the top tips? Yes, let's do it. Okay. The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which
0: book would you recommend? Oh my goodness. So while it's really important to make your business better, I think it's also important to feel inspired. And so I picked a book that maybe a little bit off topic, but it's called The Overstory by Richard Power. It's a bit thick, but it's beautifully written, so you'll need more than one Friday. But how it plays out is it tells a story with different groups of characters using trees, and it is just very inspiring in terms of understanding uh, the need to try to exist in harmony with the natural world, but it's also an amazing story. So it's a great work of fiction, but also loosely based on some events that you'll you'll see that it's so it's kind of shadows history, but tells it in a, an absolutely novel way.
1: Oh, wow. I'm adding that to my, to my must read list and definitely not off topic. There's nothing wrong with reading a bit of fiction on a Friday to make <laughs> your business better. Definitely not not a bad bad recommendation. Uh, the traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
0: So for, for us, especially when it comes to our Planet app, for example, our subscriber list You know, those are our people. They're the people and the brands that are prioritizing climate action as part of their business. And so we don't tend to waste a lot of time outside of that. We want to really get important information and opportunities out to those that we know will access them. So we use our subscriber list and I'm sure that that parallels uh, some strategies for brands. You know, those repeat customers got to keep them coming back.
1: Yeah, got to build those relationships with those. that core. Definitely love that. Uh, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team
0: more efficient from day to day? So I thought long and hard about this one because Shopify, since the pandemic, is now a remote first employer, right? So we spend our days online collaborating, together as teams. And the biggest time saver is to just shoot a video, drop it into, you know, a Slack channel, share it on whatever platform, but like a little video, 45 minutes, hey, I just did this, la, 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 check that out, blah, 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 and you're done. And, you know, the other person can consume it whenever they need to. And, I think that asynchronous video gives you that interpersonal connectivity, but also you don't have to coordinate and like, make sure you're both available for a call. So like multi-time zone teams, which I, I have, we're all the way from Central European time to Pacific time. And so, you know, we have to just drop each other videos and it kind of feels like you're right there. It's like a little, little present when you open your account and you can see videos from your team.
1: Yeah, I think asynchronous videos are the answer for anyone who finds themselves only ever in meetings every day. It's like Yeah. Nobody needed to ask questions. You could have just sent me a video. Fifteen minute video instead of an hour long meeting. It's Yes. Um, yeah. We all have the technology at our fingertips. It just should be used so much more. Um, So loving that tip. The carbon top tip then, um, what's your
0: favorite way to reduce the carbon footprint
1: of an e-commerce store?
0: Well, I'd be missing an opportunity not to repeat the Planet app because that's, that's a great way to understand shipping emissions and also to access those high quality projects. But when it comes to an e-commerce store, it's about high fidelity commerce. And so this is a bit of a tangent, right? You want to use a platform like Shopify that pays attention to the image quality, right? Like you're setting up your store, you take a picture, say you're selling a carpet, you take a picture of the carpet on your phone, you get it up onto your computer, you set it up on your store, maybe it's even on your phone, but then it goes up to the servers, gets compressed, goes across the world, down some other servers and shows up on my phone. I'm looking for a carpet. Is that orange and that carpet the same on my phone as it was on your phone? And so what we want to do is make sure that we're using our tools in a way that limits returns ship it once. Great. Use the Planet app. Awesome. But like, let's make sure that we're having high fidelity exchanges with our buyers so that they trust us, but they also are not going to return it because it's exactly what they expected. So Shopify pays a lot of attention to how that shows up and how colors are displayed and things like that. So it's really important to use the right tools so that you can build that trust with your buyers.
1: Yeah, it's always those trade-offs we have to worry about, isn't it? Between well, we could get the the fastest loading, lowest carbon video in the world on the homepage of our website, but no one would actually understand what our product does because it would be so low res that it wouldn't work. So, so um, yeah, definitely worth using software that deals with ninety percent of those issues for you. So. Loving that tip. Thank you, Stacey. Uh, Now, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and
0: social media, please? Definitely. So Shopify.com worldwide Uh, you can access everything you need to know about our platform there and also it's just one click through to um, get access to more information and detailed videos of our climate offering and the planet app as well so shopify.com is your your go-to spot and you know we're at shopify on all the social platforms as well so check us out Brilliant. Thank you so
1: much, Stacey. It's been lovely chatting with you and finding out quite how much um, Shopify is doing in the eco space. So, thank you so much for coming on and explaining it all so beautifully. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful, Chloe. Okay, so loads of inspiration there and also some great practical tips, too. So, what I think as an e-commerce brand you can take from that, whether you're using Shopify or not, is that there is so much impact you can have now without a huge amount of cost and without a huge amount of effort on your part because many of these big issues in e-commerce are being solved by app developers. Just like the Planet app can very quickly because it does it all for you, work out the carbon footprint or the carbon impact of all your shipping and then give you the tools to very quickly offset it all, which of course is going to cost a bit of cash, but it's going to make it easy for you to do that. It's done all the due diligence for you. There are so many solutions like this throughout the e-commerce space now. And then it's also giving you those easy ways to kind of Get the customer to think, oh, maybe I should care about carbon more. Maybe oh, I like this brand because they're doing the carbon um, offsetting of my deliveries. So it gives you that consumer flagging of good information, a good sustainability too. And it gives you content because you can talk about these offsetting activities, which you're buying via it in order to give you more things to talk to your customers about. Just like uh, Stacey was saying in the um, in the tips at the end there about really building that relationship with those core customers, telling them, thanks so much for buying from us through the offsetting you've enabled, you've done through our we're thinking purpose 2.0 here, which is where you make it the customer who achieved the end, not you achieving the end. Well, we can say by using our carbon offset deliveries, you have contributed to this project, our customers have enabled this project to do whatever it's done. It's a great way of building that relationship with the customers. So you're kind of getting content, it's super easy, and you've got ways to inspire your customers to do better too, which of course all impacts that bigger carbon shadow piece, and just in case you're wondering what carbon shadow is, carbon shadow is the impact you have by influencing other people to do better. So the carbon footprint of my business is tiny. The carbon shadow of my business is hopefully really, really massive. Uh, that's what your carbon shadow is. Really, really important important thing, the carbon shadow of your business at the moment. But do not even try and calculate it. it best leave it as a concept. Right, before I go off on one on different carbon terms... I need to tell you all that you can get your hands on the, on our notes from this show, including those top tips and links to the things we mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com or use our direct-to-episode short links. It's ecmp.info forward slash whatever the number of this episode is and that will take you straight to the correct page of the website. And Once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many things I share every week to help you improve your business. If you like this episode and you're a Shopify merchant, then why not go and have a scroll through all our episodes featuring Shopify merchants just like you? You can find all of them using the short link ecmp.info forward slash Shopify, unsurprisingly. Thank you all for tuning into this and every episode of the eCommerce Masterplan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners to succeed and thrive with their businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the eCommerce Masterplan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the ECommerce Master Plan Podcast. Find out more at eCommerceMasterplan.com slash podcast. Don't miss out, it's time you joined Chloe's E Commerce Club, our free club that's all about helping you grow your e-commerce store. Join right now for free at ecmp.info forward slash club.